Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Yes! Yes! The teams you live for. The sports you love. With Scott Mitchell and Alex Keurig. Presented by G2G Bars. On 97.5 The KSL Sports Zone. Hey everybody, welcome on in. It's Unrivaled 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Alex Keery, Scott Mitchell. Happy Monday, Scott. Yes. What the heck's going on? <laughs> what, are you, what are you wearing? I am OSHA compliant. Okay, HR not... OSHA compliant. I have my safety goggles on today. Okay. There are going to be a lot of opinions flying around, a lot of words, a lot of uh, statistics and analysis. Some spittle. You never Between know. You and I. So all I know is I'm OSHA compliant, Gosh. so I'm safety conscious here in the building. I'm wearing you... my safety goggles yeah. because I have to face off with Alex Curie. You know what that is? You haven't washed your jeans since we went through the uh, through the, the tour at uh, Advanced Winter Products. That's what that <laughs> no, is. No, they were in my coat. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, I didn't look over till just then, so good for you. Next, <laughs> next, I'll wear a hairnet and a beard net, and we'll be totally you compliant. Well, we could, I don't uh, know about the hairnet. We could process. No, I won't need the hairnet. Hair yeah. You're right. Beard net. You're gonna beard need. net. That's yeah. how we make up for it. Oh, I've lost a lot of hair, but have you seen my beard? That's what the Speaking beard. Speaking of hair, I feel really sorry for uh, Trevor Lawrence. I mean, the hair is beautiful. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> it's beautiful. What are you talking about? But just the, because he no, there's going to come a point in his career. He's going to go. I'm getting tired of the long hair. Yeah, I got to cut it. I got to cut it. And he won't be able to. Why not? Because like, he has an image. It's like, a Samson thing? It's people. No, it's not even that. It's people know him in as, as who he is. Like right now. And if he cuts his hair, his whole persona, his whole ability to make money will go out the window because. Is there somebody like that in sports? The personality that he is will be gone. I'm like Charles to... Barkley has to have a bald head. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think. But see, at one point he had like the. Charles had like the. He did have kind of the wraparound, like Homer Simpson sort yeah. of thing, where it was like, "Hey, yeah. just go full Bad razor luck. blade." Yeah. And look what happened when that happened. And he became whole, who he is. His whole life took yep. off at that point. Uh, Scott, we have a, man. It's a Monday, but it's also a Jazz game day. That means we have to uh, relinquish the airways at four thirty. 
to uh, to the broadcast crew for the Utah Jazz taking on the Miami Heat tonight. We've got so many dadgum things to get through, so let's just jump in right here with the cut at the top of the program. Let's do it. The other question. Undeniable. Unrivaled. Top sports story of the hour. Here's what made the cut. All right, the cut presented by... G2G bars, all natural ingredients, low or no preservatives, and no additives. And it is just a protein bar that doesn't quit. Tastes fantastic. Give it a shot yourself. G2Gbar.com. And also, uh, Associated Foods, Costco, etc. That's where you can find them. That's where you can get a hold of them. Also, uh, TrajanWealth.com, your local trusted financial fiduciaries. TrajanWealth.com, T-R-A-J-A-N, Wealth.com. Uh, coming up in just a little bit, too, we're going to be chatting with Jeff, who, smashing success, by the way, with uh, Jeff and uh, the ERC folks, you are going to get money recouped. So we're going to talk. We're going to talk with uh, Jeff about how to get your ERC, uh, and that is not a loan. You're going to be able to recoup that for your company if you lost any money during COVID. Uh, we'll tell you how coming up in just a little while. So, Scott, let's kick things off here. Uh, let's talk about the Utah Jazz for just a second. I know we have NCAA tournament stuff to uh, bring up. I know we have. Uh, you know, here locally, we, of course, we have the Utah State Aggies who are going to be uh, repping the state of Utah in the NCAA tournament, and really a great run by them. It's crazy to think that uh, Coach Odom, you know, gets inherits a team that basically Craig Smith goes, I'm going to take everybody with me, and then for him to be able to come over here and get it done uh, and get an at-large bid for the Aggies, awesome job. Uh, so we'll talk about that and much more having to do with your bracket, but couple things going on. And, yes, we know Aaron Rodgers may be headed someplace, but that's coming up in a little while. Yes. This Utah Jazz team I'm a little bit concerned about because I don't know. I keep getting confused. Like, this is a situation. I This must have been what my wife felt like when I wasn't, when I hadn't actually proposed yet and she felt like it should have happened. And I was like, kind of, it's that whole, are you doing this or not? Cause if not, I need to know so I can go find somebody who's way better looking than you are. And that's where I kind of am with this jazz team because now they lose, they, they, they lose those four games in a row. And then we went, okay, now we know the fix is in. And I was fooled because now they've won two in a row and Taylor Horton Tucker is like on the verge of becoming an all-star next year. I don't know what's going on with this team. Well, the thing that, I think is amazing, which is the best part about the Jazz, which is what's so fun to watch, is exactly Talon Horton Tucker. I mean, here's a guy who, not necessarily a point guard, kind of a a different body type, and they're trying to figure out where is his best spot. And had the Jazz not made the trades, has the, had the Jazz been in a different position, right. had guys not gotten hurt, uh, had Talon Horton Tucker, if he was still with the Los Angeles Lakers would not have had the opportunity he's had with the Jazz. They've basically said to him, go out, experiment, be aggressive, be the person that you are, and we're going to live with whatever it is. And they've lived with it. Sure. And then all of a sudden, he th- he throws 37 points on, on the Hornets. Looks amazing. And, and uh, you know, just two games ago, it was like, oh, man, he just really – Kind of wasn't able to close out the game. You know, he just, he, you could see he was kind of struggling. He was out of control. He's just getting more and more comfortable and he's starting to understand and develop his game around his body okay. type, which is amazing. Here's the thing, though the Jazz aren't even the biggest weirdos in the West. The West is a freaking mess. And I'm looking at it and I'm going, okay, 
gosh dang it, the Jazz are in the play-in right now. But they kind of are and they kind of aren't because they are tied with four other teams, or three other teams. There are four teams with the exact same record, 33 and 35. Okay? Which, by the way, at some point, the numbers, what did we actually have – uh, Jeremy, number wise, what did we? What was the? What was the? What was our final predict, predictor of like what we thought they were going to be win wise? You guys were at. Let's take a quick look here. Thirty one for Alex. So, how do you feel about that? They've already surpassed it, and I'm pissed about it. Okay, okay. Scott, thirty nine. They're not there yet. So, hey, you're Scott, close. You're on the hey, you know what? there. I hate you're the good, man. <laughs> That's I pretty ha- good. I hate him. Why? What's up? I don't want him to win. Have I really? <laughs> I, I don't want him to win. No. You don't hate. You don't hate it. You know no, what? I you, do. Here's this Actually, is the guy who's going to go. I told you guys. As soon as they get to no, 39, no, I'm not. No, I don't. Yeah, I do. 100. percent Yes. No. He'll be clapping no, and cheering. No. Look what I did here. No. I'm so great at picking games. No. Oh, I know. I know. I'm right, but I don't want to be right. Okay. Here's what I want. It's and, so hard being right. <laughs> hey, good thing you got those glasses, man. What's going on in that drink? Spit it on you. Alex is spitting water yeah. all over me. Look, here, let me let me walk you through this because this even got better to me. Oh my gosh. As I look as because I, I look at this schedule. So where are they tonight? At Miami. They're gonna lose. Okay. <laughs> you did this the other day. No, You're Boston. Dead wrong too. No, no, I wasn't wrong. Boston at home, they're gonna lose. Got it. Okay. I Sacramento, agree with those. uh, they're gonna lose. Portland, they're gonna win. Milwaukee, they're going to lose. Now, Sacramento is still that – they're that mystery team. You don't yeah, yeah. really know how good they are. They're like in a solid third seed, though. I mean, they're like one of the teams you don't have to worry about them losing probably their spot in, so the, in, I the, had, in the playoffs. I had the Jazz beating them one of these two games, but here's where I don't think the Jazz are going to win. So they play a Friday against the Bucks, and they have back-to-back, and they play Saturday at, at Sacramento. Sacramento. Yeah, so I'm going to call that a loss. That's okay. Right? Then they play again against Phoenix on Monday. They're going to lose that game. Uh, then they're at San Antonio. They're going to win that game. I'm going to call. I, I think okay, they'll win. Okay, fine. Uh, they're at Boston, going to lose. At Brooklyn, going to lose. Then they're playing the Lakers at home. They might win that game. I'll say they win it. See, but then at some point you're going to have teams who have packed it up for the, for the playoffs See, you already. just don't know because the Lakers could be in that mm. push to win. Uh, yeah, then they might they be play, fighting their butt off. Then yeah. they play OKC. That could be a win or a loss. Then they play Denver. Again, they could be packing it up because they're going to have that, that number one seed yeah, solid. They're still Denver. Okay. And then they have a back-to-back. And the next night they play at Los Angeles. Okay. So if the Jazz, the Jazz will be lucky to win five games the rest of the year. Which would put them at 38, which would put them uh, pretty close to your, your total. Which again, you like to be just a little bit right. See, this is that's the look. That's the thing no, that you do. I, I think they're going to win. I only think they're going to win four games. I, you know, and I don't know if I don't know how I feel about it. And because I think in they're the going to play hard. Okay, I, I get it. But they, what were my gonna... requirements for the rest of the year? Play playoffs. hard. No, 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 no. Oh, no, I don't want. I don't care about the playoffs. I actually would. I would prefer that they found themselves further down the tablet and or down the tables and just and and not have to worry about them. And you go good. See you in the lottery. But instead, we've gotten this team that's trying that's trying way too friggin' hard, and I'm fine with that because Will Hardy he can't not tell his guys to dial it up. But what were my requirements? Play hard, check. Yep. Thirty plus from Lowry Markkinen did not happen. No. The other night, every no. game I he required like these things. He I played like to, a tanker, like a true but, tanker. But instead, you get thirty seven points out of Tht, right? Didn't, didn't expect that. One. <laughs> no. So instead, you get you get uh, some scoring in the teens from your all star from your all star yeah. starter. You guys play hard and you freaking win. That was the other requirement. Lose a close game, and they don't do. They didn't do any of them except for the play hard part. So See, I only care about one thing. What is it? One thing. 
that they develop what they have oh, right now. Oh, boy. That's player development is all I care about. This was not you like two I, weeks no, ago. No, it is. because I'll, I want no. these guys to really become part of this franchise and be real jazz team players. Huh? That is not you. No, I didn't say that. about player that. development? I want to see, see what is happening. I want to see Larry Markin and be a guy that you can count on to close out a game, that he can get a shot okay. off anytime he wants, that he elevates his game from that star status to that like untouchable superstar. That's, okay, he's not going to develop. He's not going to develop into a superstar. You don't know that. I don't he's think so. Twenty five years old. He's still young. He's still. So you're waiting young. on that. The thing is, Look, that the guys you want to see didn't develop. We think Donovan Mitchell could do that, and Donovan Mitchell elevated his game when After he, left. he left. He did. Okay, but so somewhere somehow it's in him, and I think it's still in Larry okay. to Hold be on. a better player. Here's the thing, though. Walker yes. Kessler is another one I want to see. I want to see Ochai. I want to see. I want to see Talon Horton Tucker develop, and I want to see Chris Dunn develop. Okay, but see, why do you want to see Chris Dunn develop? Because that's not going to be – I don't think that's going to be a long-term starting guy. The guy can play defense. He's the best defender on the whole entire Utah Jazz. All right. And that's valuable. Fine. Look, the the worm, Dennis Rodman, was not an offensive threat. I love how you brought up his nickname first. No one ever goes, you know, the worm, Dennis Rodman, what was his name? Like, no one starts with the worm. But – that being said, no, you and I agree. You and I can agree that there's not, there's nothing. There really isn't something that the Jazz do the rest of the way that I'm going to be upset with because they have so many assets to be able to do whatever they want with. If they are able to get into the play-in, which by the way, the, the Timberwolves have not been great over the last ten games, which is what you want. You're cheering on the Timberwolves look like garbage, okay? Because you get that pick, right? So they're seventh right now. And I don't know if they're going to fall much more, but imagine being only a game behind the Mavericks who just added Kyrie Irving. They just added Kyrie Irving, and they actually look worse right now. They're 3-7 and seven in their last 10. They're, they've lost two in a row. This team added a superstar, a borderline superstar with Kyrie Irving, to their already bona fide superstar with Luka, and they cannot freaking get it done. They're a game ahead of the Jazz. Right now, the Jazz would be that nine spot. Now, again... If they lose two more games, because I don't think they're going to be, I don't think they're going to eclipse the the Trailblazers at this point either. The Trailblazers are now uh, two games ahead of the Jazz or behind the Jazz, however you want to look at it. In that final, uh, if they if they lose at the clip, I'm talking. Where they win four games, the rest of you year, think the Trailbla- you they, think they'll they catch could, up to the Trailblazers? I, they could definitely see, but the that. Trailblazers are doing the right thing here. They've lost three in a row, and the Spurs are funny because the Jazz are actually one and two this year against the Spurs. They had that one win against them. A couple of weeks ago, but they immediately lost the game right after that, and the Spurs snap. For some reason, the Spurs show up for that Ma- for that uh, for that Jazz team, and you're not going to catch up to the Spurs. You're not going to catch up to the Rockets. I don't know if you're going to catch the Portland Trailblazers, but you can definitely be worse than the rest of these teams: the Thunder, the Lakers, and the Pelicans. All of those teams are trying to win, are okay with winning. The Jazz, I think, should be okay with winning because they do have that in the back pocket, the biggest wallet of the group when it comes to. You know, those off-season assets that they're able to kind of spend wherever they want. I don't know why I care this much about whether or not they win or lose. Because Danny Ainge and Justin Zanuck, they aren't going to tell Will Hardy to lose games. They don't care. They love his development. And if this contributes to his development as a great head coach, great. If they can make... Uh, diamonds out of the uh, out of the the the, the trash heap. I, I'm not trying to say that those guys are that, but a lot of teams have given up on these guys who are putting in good minutes for this Jazz team. Chris Dunn, Taylor Horton Tucker, part of that group. You don't want to see. Look, look, Scott. We already know we don't need to see Lowry Market and develop anymore this year. 
I, I know I know what we can get. I I think that he can be an all star year in and year out if he'd like to. But I don't think that he's going to be the superstar guy. And on top of that, I don't think I'm going to go, wow, he's developed another part of his game. I don't think these are the games they do that in. I think extra games for Walker Kessler are always going to be a bonus, win or lose, though. So it doesn't matter if they if they win or lose these games. Walker Kessler is going to be fighting his butt off because that's the kind of guy that he is. After the When you say Taylor Horton Tucker or Chris Dunn or Ochai Obaji even, I don't think those guys are even long-term jazz guys. Every one of those guys could end up being assets themselves. So great that Taylor Horton Tucker's playing awesome because in the offseason, maybe you get more for him, a guy who has amazing, uh, you know, uh, an amazing stretch of awesome games for this Jazz team. I wonder. Which is what, by the way, which is what uh, we were talking about with uh, Damian Jones, who had this crazy stretch last year with Locke. We talked about this. He had this crazy stretch with the Kings in his last like six or eight games, and the Lakers immediately on day one of free agency snapped him up because they thought he was really valuable. You mean the Warriors? No, no, I think it was the. the it, it was the. He went Kings to the Lakers. Oh, I thought it was yeah. with the the Warriors. He might have been at one point, but last year those last he played the last <sighs> okay. like fifty games yeah. with the with the Kings. So here's here's the here. You're torn. No, I'm not torn. Oh, okay. I just wonder if the Jazz just got lucky and just stumbled into what what's been happening, <laughs> or if it was by design. Because if this is by design. I think this is absolute brilliance. What they're what they've done. I mean, across the board. I, I have to believe some of this they go, Yeah, we didn't totally expect that. I think of a comment Will Hardy said when he said, We didn't realize how athletic Laurie Markinen was when he came in the building. And man, have you seen what how athletic he has been? You know, just being so aggressive to the basket. I I think it's probably something that's been the biggest change in his game watching some of his highlights and some of his games from other places that he's been Cleveland and, and Chicago. But I, so I wonder if they just know how to put people in the right position, if they're really good at evaluating talent and skill and just saying, okay, let's, let's just let this guy go out under these circumstances and let's really, really give them an opportunity I know I know when I played in the NFL they would draft a guy and the only way for someone to develop is you just got to throw him out there and just let him go. And and you got to live with mistakes. Quarterbacks might be the the exception. You know, quarterbacks may there's a little bit of a uh quarterbacks were almost a little bit of how they handled Walker Kessler where they they kind of, you know, he wasn't starting at the beginning of the year, they kind of eased him into playing, sure. gave him more minutes, gave him significant minutes, let him kind of Close out games, developed uh, some options for him offensively, so he wasn't just this you know body in the way offensively, and that he could actually score. But if the Jazz actually, if this was all part of their plan to be super competitive, to find these nuggets, to develop these players, I think it's absolutely brilliant how how they've how they've done all this, and and I hope it's that. I hope it's not. Oh, they were just they were just <laughs> they were just blind lucky. To, to stumble into all of the things they've they've really stumbled into. I mean, you think think of what the Minnesota Twins or the Minnesota Timberwolves, Timberwolves mm-hmm. are thinking right now about we gave up Walker Kessler, Ochai Abaji, and and I mean these are these are rookies. These are these are significant assets or, or Laurie Markinen, where he is. We we were talking before the show started and we were like the Jazz are two games out of the fifth speed. And that's where they ended up last year. 
The Jazz a year ago were the fifth seed. Could you imagine if they got it this year? They walk in and they steal a fifth seed. Now, the reason that the fifth seed is interesting is— They'd be the same thing as they were a year ago. They're two games out of that five right. spot. They're two games out of being in the 13 spot, but they are right there with this insane group of people who do not want to win games, apparently, or are trying their hardest not— They're not. Here's the thing. The teams that are all at 33 and 35, half of those teams are like— I, we don't know why we're losing, and yeah. we wish we weren't. Right. And then the ones that are even right in front of them, too. You know, your Mavericks and and and, and even, like, the Suns, you're going – they're looking at each other going, what are we – like – Golden State. The Warriors, what is the their Timberwolves, deal? the Mavericks. I have no idea what is going to be at the end of the year. And I mean, the great part the is – I mean, what about the Pelicans? I got to – the Pelicans are techni- – they're the exact record as a Jazz. Exact record as a Jazz, and they have no business being there. And so it's a massive win. Just look at it like that. I need to practice what I preach here, dude, because I said it all year long. Every game's a gift, and anything that happens is just gravy. At this point, we love it. So I need to actually mean what I say. And I'm going to. I'm just going to go, don't care what happens game to game here. They play the uh, the Heat tonight, and I don't care what's going to happen with that game because every game that we think, yeah, they got no shot here. They end up being in that thing, or they end up winning it, whatever. And so I don't, I don't even, I don't care. I, Scott, I've said it, and I actually am going to mean it today. Put it down, Jeremy. I don't care anymore. Do you really think he means it, Jeremy? I don't care I don't anymore. I don't think he means it. I'll care as soon as the draft hits. All right? Wake me up when the draft hits. I'm going to report on these games like a robot the rest of the way. All right? That's it. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen. This is Unrivaled with Scott Mitchell and Alex Curie. With the access and insight on the teams you're passionate about. I love it, baby. Presented by G2G Bars. This is 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Hey everybody, welcome to your Monday. It's Unrivaled, 97.5 VKSL Sports Zone. Scott Mitchell, Alex Curie, and your bracket. Now, I've, uh, my kids and I get, we get involved in a bracket and I usually put up about 20 bucks for the winner, you know? Yeah. You got to put in, I've, I've well, increased. You, you have enough kids now <clears throat> that you can have quite a bracket. <laughs> no, I've I mean, you put, guys, you guys, I make them put in from their. Uh, y'all should do fantasy football <laughs> and March Madness. <laughs> if I could make quite some coin you back. Could, you could steal all your kids, like, I go, hey, lunch you know, money. 
because all you have to tell the kids. Do you, you give could, an allowance to your kids? Uh, no, but we make them do a you lot of jobs, work. and then uh, I'll pay and them. If, for they, stuff. if they don't do their work, you don't. Feed I don't them? pay them. No, no, we just don't. Pay, I just don't pay them. Oh, but I do have some like very responsible kids who put they, they sock that money away. Yeah, and then I have other kids who are in debt to their other siblings. Yeah, and they're like, hey, can I borrow ten dollars? And those guys, I can get every time on these kinds of things. If I was trying to make money off of my kids, I could I could say, hey. Um, everybody just put 10 so bucks in. All your broke kids will play. All the, <laughs> yeah. Because all if you the, say you can win $120, they go say no more. And then their mom's going, this is your dad's tricking you. Don't do it. Now in the end though, my wife is usually the one who ends up being winning the bracket winner. Yeah. Uh, and so it's something that we do enjoy as a family. That's what we're going to do for family yeah, night tonight. Get, <laughs> did I get her bracket? Oh yeah. I'll send it. I will photocopy it. Um, so we're gonna get that going. I do have uh, I do have something. Well, first let me do this. It's the uh, Rocky Mountain Chevy Dealers Play of the Week. This morning, DJ and PK gave out a play, and you can be calling number twelve right now and win a prize. If you remember what that Rocky Mountain Chevy Dealer Play of the Weekend was that DJ and PK gave out, eight zero one five seven five zone. If you remember the play, eight zero one five seven five zone. Tell us the winner, and you can get that uh, that prize courtesy of the folks at your Rocky Mountain Chevy Dealers. Jerry, any uh, any uh, you're not feeling the Oh, you are? You're feeling okay about a clue? It's March. Think about it. Okay. There's a lot of games being played, though. I don't know what you... The players? Okay. (laughs) The players championship? Uh, Scotty Scheffler? XFL. (laughs) (laughs) The only sport in March that counts. Okay. All right. Mm. That's fine. RSL? Uh, Hey, they did not win over the weekend. Uh, Jeremy, let's play a little bit of a game, though, since we're talking brackets here. Now, uh, Scott, have I coached you beforehand what we're doing i have not a clue okay which is most days (laughs) even if i would have told you be like remind me again all right so here's we're gonna do i've got the bracket in front of me you're gonna tell me what the mascot is of the team that i bring up (laughs) all right i love this let's go let's start off with something easy how about indiana four seed out of the Uh, midwest bracket you got it now that's a basketball it's, uh, is that a basketball player? Have we figured out what a, what a Hoosier is? They don't even know. They're like, come on. It's a Hoosier. It's a donut. It's a Hoosier. Uh, all right, let me give you Let me give you one that's easy. How about Arkansas? The Arkansas. Arkansas? Uh-huh. That's a Razorback. Ah, perfect. That's a pig. Now, our producer Jeremy went and uh, played... Uh, was it water? Was it water polo or is it just polo? <laughs> <laughs> Two sports NC Division One athlete. Just saying. Okay, so they do that for horses. Okay, <laughs> if they can polo. see my face. All right, no. Uh, at, at Iona, at Iona, Iona, the Iona, the Iona. I got a clue for you, Scott. If you want, sure, give me one. They're actually a Christian brother in school. That may ah, not help you, you but just the Jesuits. No, no, not no even but close. but there not is a team close? in the Mount, or there is a team in the WCC that shares the same mascot. Like I know. Okay. It's the Gales. Uh, it's the Gales. Gales. Yeah. What's a Gale? Uh, I found out what a Hoosier was, though. <laughs> what is it? What do they say? <laughs> so, it, well. What do they say? See, uh, again, they don't have a real answer. No, it was it, it was referred to an ignorant, rustic people in general. Oh, well, that, that, that's far- not a good look for them. Poor farmers. <laughs> that's not a good look for them. That's what it says. Uh, okay. Uh, the uh, Creighton, Scott. Creighton. Found Creighton? in Nebraska. Oh, what is Creighton? Mm-hmm. You can see it. I know you can see that little uh, logo. Any more hints, Jeremy? <laughs> uh, 
It flies? It flies. Does that help? It does crows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's the Blue Jays. It's the Blue Jays. Oh, of course, mm-hmm. it's the Blue Jays. Uh, I'll give you another one just so you can kind of feel like you're in this thing. Missouri. <laughs> Missouri. Missouri Tigers. Yeah, you'll have about 15 Tigers on the bracket this oh, year. LSU Tigers. Uh, <laughs> Orem High School Tigers. <laughs> they in the bracket? Oh, this is a good one. This, this team's always in the bracket, it seems like, and you should definitely know it because uh, our old buddy... Uh, well, I'll just say he coached at this school. Coach Gordy Chiesa. Oh. Providence. Providence. What are they? Providence Flyers. Oh, it's so close. Friars. Yeah. Now, it does not a, it's not a cook at a fast-serve restaurant, No, though. a friar is like, <laughs> isn't that a, Again, a religious term? same thing. I always love is it, too. Is it like a gale? Yeah, I always love it, too, because they're like, well, the he's a friar. So what they have is a guy who is like, uh, you know, a monk, but he plays a heck of a basketball game. So he's like... Speeding through, his robes are flying through the air. Uh, Scott, I've got another one for you. How about Xavier? How about Xavier? Xavier. Uh huh. Oh boy. I'll give you another hint. Be nice to have. If you had, you could have three of them, and they'd really get you. Three of these. They usually come in threes. They come in threes. Yes, they come in threes. Uh, like bad things. No, 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 no. No, it's a bad group of three. Come in three. They are three amigos. <laughs> I knew that was coming. No, no, I knew it. It's not the oh, Steve Martin movie. Three. Oh my gosh! The Three Musketeers. You oh, weirdo. the Musketeers. <laughs> the amigos. Same thing, are, isn't listen, it? That if I start, it, hey, it's the same thing. I think it's what it means in French. <laughs> so no, but listen. If we start a university, the three of us can we agree that our mascot's going to be the amigo? The amigos. <laughs> Please. Oh my gosh. Uh, next one up here, Scott. Dos Equis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I want. Dos right. Equis. Uh, Double U- X. Yukon should be an easy one for you. Yukon is the Huskies. That's right. Princeton also should be an easy one for you. Princeton. Uh, Come on. Are they? Think of their colors. Are they the Tigers? They are. They are the Tigers. I tried to throw well me done. off on no, the Tigers. I wasn't though. trying to throw you off. You were. A little bit. Uh... I'm trying to think of ones How about that you Yale? might What's Yale's mascot? <clears throat> they're the Bulldags. But I don't know if they're in. Are they in the tourney? No. No. Um, Montana State. Montana, Montana State, State yes. Grizzlies. <laughs> no, that's close. Is Montana that, is what you're Montana's thinking Montana's the that's Grizzlies? That's the Grizz, yeah. Montana State. Uh, these, are, these are all animals you can basically find in are Montana. They the, are they the Elks? No. <laughs> no. Are I'll they the Cougars? The, uh, no, but it's in the cat that's family. That's the Washington It Cougars. is in the cat family. Uh, Bobcats. You got it. You got it. <clears throat> Uh, finally, Marquette, Scott. Marquette. Marquette uh, Grizzlies. No. Marquette Fish. I'll give you a hint. It's a color. It's uh, a golden. Golden wave. <laughs> golden golden nuggets. Oh, my gosh. It's the golden eagles. There you go. Oh, yeah, of course. You said it's a color. I did. That's an animal. I said. You got to go- say it flies. I'd say golden right, eagles. Fine. Uh, last one here, Scott. Oh, kill the music because I forgot to bring up uh, the news that we were going to bring up here. Hey, Aaron Rodgers reportedly going to be a New York Jet. Hey! hey well, they had to do it because uh, Mike White signed with the Dolphins. Oh. So the Jets were down to... <laughs> Their hand was well, forced. They were, they were down to half a quarterback, so uh, they needed Will to... you stop it? Ouch. You don't, don't allow Jeremy to be able to use... No! Don't let him use that. Because that's a bad, that's only used on bad jokes, by the way. That's just a sign that so Aaron Rodgers has come. <clears throat> Aaron Rodgers yeah. 
reportedly headed to the Jets. Now, what we do know is for sure, because I can see that deal falling through. Well, let me just all these things that are going out there. Yeah, can I just say something? Stephen A. Smith had some like like riveting insight to he this. Did? What yeah. did he say? About he it? said. You know, if uh, if Aaron Rodgers wins in uh, with the Jets, that would be huge. <laughs> okay, that was his insight. Thank you. That's a really great Captain point. Obvious. Thank there. you so much. That's a guy who showed up. I mean, and that's then... the thing that would push me over the edge. I, I'd, you know, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm like, hey, Stephen A. said it'd be huge. Like if that's I went when to somebody hu- somebody hugs him and they go, "Welcome, man. If you win here, it'd be huge." <laughs> what? It's a shocker Ooh. right there. All right. I'm excited about this. Jimmy Garoppolo going to the uh, going to Lloyd's uh, yeah. Raiders. You know what that means? What? So there are people that go play. Like Aaron Rodgers is going to New York because it seems like a really good fit. And you know. But there are also ready, players right? that go to situations because they're really familiar with people. So Josh McDaniel, the head coach, actually coached Jimmy G when he was with the Patriots. So you see that a lot of times. And it was one of the most frustrating things to me as a player because you'd watch these players go, that guy is like not even that good. It's like, why is he going there? And it's like, well, because you know this guy coached him and that guy coached him. And coaches want to have players that they f- are familiar with and and trust. And uh, and that's a perfect example of one where Josh McDaniel goes, I know who Jimmy G is, and he's one of my guys. I hope he. I hope he figures it out. I'd actually would like to see the Raiders more successful than the Jets. To be honest, I'll bet the Raiders are better with Jimmy G than they were with Derek Carr. Okay, interesting. What's the money attached to that? By the way, uh, it, believe it or not, it's a, it's a pretty bargain basement price. Three years. It's what three is this? years, sixty-seven million. That's and like thirty-four guaranteed. guaranteed. So they're really going to be. They're probably going to pay a lot of that. It's that probably going to be one or two years, and then they'll renegotiate it if it's doing well. All right. This is unrivaled with Scott Mitchell and Alex Kiray. With the access and insight on the teams you're passionate about. I love it, baby. Presented baby, baby, by G2G Bars. This is 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. All right, everybody, welcome back. It's Unrivaled, 97.5 VKSL Sports Zone. Alex Keery, Scott Mitchell, thanks for being with us on a Monday. Hopefully you're uh, contemplating your bracket and uh, figuring out what's best for you and your family as you certainly are going to lose your bracket <laughs> like you do every year. All right? Well, I, I, wanted that I, one I year. did pretty good. I know. There's always that. Oh, I yeah. wanted to win. You know, my son does. My oldest son does this thing. He has six brackets going at once. Yeah, that's just painful. And then he goes, and so then he can always go, oh, I had that game picked. And you're like, yeah, "Yeah, but come on. You had that game picked in one of your brackets, and you did it on accident. You will do okay if you can can get the final four. For sure. Typically, if you can get that pretty close, you're going to do okay. The Utah State Aggies are the, so far, the number number one most picked uh, 10 seed over a 7 seed. Ooh. In the tournaments of our people, you know, they kind of attached to, and I think Jay Billis on ESPN threw out uh, that he, that that was his pick, that it was going to be an upset special for uh, for the uh, Utah State Aggies over what is what is the Missouri Tigers. Hmm? Scotty G think about this. I think he's, he's just a, he's very down the middle. He's just going to call the game. Oh. You know, he doesn't have a I don't dog want in down the fight. middle. I want to know I what know. he thinks. 
I think that he <laughs> is. My bracket. I think I need, he's reluctant. I need like that a lot of people, insider information, Alex, because that Missouri offense is pretty, pretty good. They're the Tigers, right? Yeah, they are the Tigers. Right. Um, but that offense is really dang good. But so is the Utah State Aggie offense. So there you go. All right. Um, our weekend warriors, people who won the weekend here for us, uh, brought to you by the folks at. Oh, this is Weed Man. The Weed Man comes and does our yard. Weedman.com, because great lawns make fun places to play. Um, Weedman.com, if you want to get it ready for spring. Uh, Scott, the NCAA uh, at-large bid for uh, the Utah State Aggies. It was awesome because they had to probably win those two games that they won. They got to the final, kind of ran out of gas there, um, playing a lot of freaking basketball games over a a 36-hour period. It kind of shows you a little bit, though, of how – but the postseason tournaments kind of matter. Yes, they do. I mean, you, you look at the Utah women, they had an amazing year and lost in the first round, and it kind of... It probably spoiled that yeah. number one seed uh, mm-hmm. possibility for them, for sure. Yeah. Amazing season for them, though, too. They're another uh, weekend warrior for us. Uh, this one was one that you picked, Scott, and the player from the Players' Championship. Tell me about right. this uh, this so, golfer you picked. Well, Jerry Kelly, he was a, he won four or five times on the, on the regular uh, PGA Tour. He's 56 years old. And actually became the oldest person to qualify for the Players Championship this week. And uh, the oldest before him was actually Arnold Palmer. So oh, the oldest not for the this oldest, weekend, the oldest no, ever. Ever. So oh, that's he, awesome. He's the oldest player ever to qualify for the Players, and not only did he qualify, but he made the cut. Nice. And he made more money uh, during the weekend than Justin Thomas, who won the Players a year ago, and Rory McIlroy, who I believe is world number one. Uh, Combined, so he he won more money money than those two players combined. So wait, how much money did he win? It was well, it was only fifty eight thousand dollars, but <laughs> it just sounds good. Don't ask so, me okay, how much money. Oh, sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Now in his career, but, he, but in he his did, career, he did he's play won, better uh, than those guys. That's true. Yeah. In his career, he's won eleven million dollars. So well, and he's just a nice. He's a good personality. He was he was just a he was kind of a blue collar type of. Well, he made zero pro. cuts last year. Yeah, made zero cuts last year. Uh, he's he's uh you know he's on the geezer tour. Right, I know, but I'm saying he you know he's probably earning the six figures on the on the uh, on the senior tour. But you know you get on the other you get on the smaller tour with or you get on the bigger tour with the uh, with the younger guys, and uh, to be able to show up like that that's awesome. Good for him, Jerry yeah. Kelly. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, and our final weekend warrior, the Southern Utah women, get into their first NCAA tournament as well. So you have the Utah women, the Southern Utah. Uh, university women also representing their school, so awesome job by them. I was so, I was so pissed though that Mark Madsen and SUU, neither of them were able to uh, to punch their ticket for the from the whack. I wanted to see, uh, boy, what a heartbreaking ending for uh, UVU in their tournament. All right, joining us on the program right now, you've been hearing us talking to him today. We spoke to him last week, and a lot of people are recouping money uh, through this ERC program. Jeff Donovan joins us here on the program. Explain again to the folks who might be listening, Jeff, what the ERC program is and and who qualifies. Hey, thanks again, Alex, for having me. Uh, the ERC program is a, called the Employee Retention Credit Program. It's a payroll tax refund. It's not a loan like PPP. And just about any business can qualify for ERC in one of three ways, either through significant revenue reduction or a supply chain disruption, meaning that they weren't able to get enough of the supplies and products that they order on a regular basis, and because of that, they lost revenue because they weren't able to get an alternative replacement. Or they're in a business that had reduced capacity or reduced um, reduction in hours, 
such as the restaurant industry. All the restaurant owners can qualify for this program. Anyone in the hospitality industry can qualify for this. Um, the travel industry, travel agency owners, anyone that had significant uh, revenue reduction, not significant uh, uh, restrictions due to COVID mm-hmm. restrictions, can qualify for this program. Uh, so employees can receive up to $26,000 per W-2 full-time employee. How many employees do you have to have then? You can have as few as one, but as many as 500 full-time employees. I've been helping lots of businesses get with 10 to 30 employees get anywhere from three hundred to $700,000 in wow. refunds. I've had some get as much as $2 million in refunds with 150 employees. Jeff, if somebody's listening right now and they go, well, I don't know if I qualify or not, it's all about asking the question. So if you want to get that, uh, recoup that ERC money, it's for a limited time because this program is not going to last forever. And it's also not a loan either. So I think people might get uh, worried about that, but that's not what it is. They got to call and see if they can qualify. How do they get a hold of you? Call me at 801-895-3777. And if I'm busy or I'm not available, just leave a message and I promise I will call you back. And Again, just call me. If you have any questions, I give you a free consultation. If you're listening to this and you're uh, within the earshot of us and you want to be able to even see if you qualify, give Jeff a call and he'll help you out. And if you get a busy signal or if he's, if he goes straight to voicemail, he might be talking to somebody else. Give him a call back or leave that voicemail and he'll get right back to you. 801-895-3777. That's 801-895-3777. Give them a call, see if you qualify for those ERC with your company as well. Jeff, we'll talk to you in a little bit, man. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks so much. There you go. We'll come back. Oh, man, we only have 30 more minutes of the show. Jeremiah Jensen from KSO 5 Television is going to show up, and we're going to uh, powwow about the jazz, the NCAA tournament stuff. If there's a guy who knows something about mascots on this NCAA tournament bracket, it's going to be JJ. So uh, JJ's coming in. He's done a, a ton of work over the weekend here, and he's going to bring it to you. So stay right here. 97.5 the KSO Sports Zone. Let's lock in. This is Unrivaled. Yes! Yes! The teams you live for. The sports you love. With Scott Mitchell and Alex Keurig. Presented by G2G Bars. On 97.5 B KSL Sports Zone. Welcome back, everybody. Happy Monday to you. Thanks for being with us on Unrivaled. It's 97.5 VKSL Sports Zone. Alex Curie, Scott Mitchell, Jeremiah Jensen from KSL 5 TV joining us in the studio. What's up, JJ? Somebody's got some plays in here. I'm, Those are my. Oh, see, I, I got a little ADHD or something because like I'm not even listening to you. I just all of a sudden started looking at all these. <laughs> there's like routes and stuff know, on here. I plays. Know. I'm like, oh wow. Well, I can try, I can try, explain try, it to you. I got a radio like, show to do here. No, I, I, I appreciate that someone actually listens oh, and pays attention. <laughs> I, I I try to share all this amazing knowledge with Alex, and he goes, yeah, whatever. We, no, we I, just, go, yeah. I go. That's awesome. Can we throw that big piece of paper that has all those plays away? Because I'm like a guy who likes to just like throw stuff away yeah. in the studio, and he's like, don't you dare touch my plays. Oh, it is a little cluttered, but <laughs> there, uh, there looks like a stroke of genius on this piece there's of paper something. that sucked me in. Well, so. at the very least, you know, it's not – I mean, there's a lot of years of like some Miami Dolphins offense. Some, a lot uh, of stuff some, in there. Some uh, Detroit Lions offense. And he goes, you know why this works every time, right? And so then I go, no, Scott, tell me. Yeah, because I've heard, I've heard it a couple times. I'm pretty sure I've seen these plays on Super Tech Mobile. <laughs> same, I'm pretty sure I have Barry Sanders run yeah, this right yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It's absolutely right. Yeah, none uh, of those plays were divine, designed. Well, there's one. You kind of use him as a decoy. Ah, <laughs> see how quarterback is? <laughs> These are all passes. He was very sad. He was yeah. all right. He was all right, but yeah. <laughs> if I'm telling the truth, if we were going to score, I'd really like to go to Herman Moore. All right. <laughs> <laughs> JJ, huge weekend in sports. It's one of the ones that you circle on the calendar and go, okay, Selection Sunday. Uh, this jazz team is uh, marching toward whatever it is that they're marching for. Yeah, well, uh, what are we calling this? Well, you tell me because I, I as soon as I told myself, "Yep, we're in uh, tank mode." They're li- they lost four in a row, three on the road. Then they've lo- they've won the last two in a row, and they haven't even particularly looked great. They no. just have beaten these last two teams. That frankly, uh, they're taking these long this long road trip, and they and they win those two games against Charlotte and against Orlando, who are not great teams. But the Jazz aren't like 100% healthy and have everything together. And Lowry Markkinen had a terrible game on Saturday, comparatively, what he's had. Didn't matter. Taylor Horton Tucker with 37. Look, they're, they're facing teams that are tanking harder than they are. you got to give it up. The Miami <laughs> Heat and the Charlotte Hornets, they know how to tank. They've done it right. They've done it for many years. And it's crazy that they're in perpetual tank mode. And I kind of being facetious, but you look at those two franchises, and they're in the lottery every year. Has anything changed for them? New. No. No. So everyone that's like, tank, 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 we want the Jazz to tank. Yeah, you want them to get in the lottery. You want to, you want to be in this draft. You want to get a really good pick in this draft. But you also have to be aware that if you continue to be in the lottery year in and year out, it doesn't mean you're going to get out of it. Look what the Houston Rockets are doing right now. This is two years in a row. Where they've been bad, bad, bad. Yeah. And unless they get Wimbanyama in this draft, I mean, there's not going to be like some kind of magic wand. Even if they get Wimbanyama or Scoot Henderson – they're still a 25-win team because they have nothing on that roster that's going to help them turn things around quickly. Now, look at what the Jazz have right now. You've got an all-star in Lowry Markkinen. You've got a future, I, you call him a star, in Walker Kessler. I think sure. he has that possibility. I think you still look at some of the guys they have on the roster. Oche Abaji is a rotation player and even a starter on a potential um, playoff contender. I think, in my estimation, I mean, a lot of Danny Green comparisons, I think that's great if that's how he turns out to be. And then you've still got Colin Sexton on this roster. You still maybe have Jordan Clarkson in the future. And then if you hit in the lottery with all these picks and all this stuff, the Jazz are in such a much better place than these other teams. So, yes, we want them to get in the lottery. But you know what? I don't think anybody in that locker room gives a crap because they're ninth right now. I mean, it's like they're trying to lose and they're still in ninth because everybody else in the West is – is doing the same thing. They can't figure out who they are, including the Lakers, who have everything to play for. You know, um, Kelly Olynyk made a comment earlier in the year, and he talked about his time with the Houston Rockets, and and he said it wasn't a waste of time because you mentioned yeah. the Rockets, how they're so bad, and he said, I didn't look at it as I was on a terrible team. I looked at it as an opportunity to really work on my game. And you see a lot of jazz players right now because – there's no pressure to win for the Jazz. No one expects them to win. I don't think the Jazz organization expects to win right now. But if these players can figure out their game, and that, that's been one of the things that I've really liked about this season, to watch the development of a Walker Kessler or even a Talon Horton Tucker who yeah, is kind of playing a different, him, right? different position. And, and, and Jordan Clarkson is playing a different position. But to watch these players – figure out their game and really get a chance to develop. Now, whether they're doing it for selfish reasons or whether they're doing it with an opportunity and hope that they get a stick with the Jazz, either way, it's been fun to watch that for me. And I'm curious, what what is what has been enjoyable for you to watch this Utah Jazz team this year? Just moments like you just mentioned. So we've gone through the year, there's been waves and ebbs and flows of, of who they are and what they've been about and 
what player steps up, what player's been great. I mean, Lowry's been consistent all year long, and I love watching Lowry market and play basketball. I mean, his inside-out game, he can do, he can finish at the rim with as, as well as anybody you, you see in the league. I mean, I, I, on, on, sports, on KSL Sports Live this week, I call him the best in-game dunker in jazz history. I think he's he's getting there. I mean, he's not insane. I mean, he is no, as electric. He's, he's as had so many posters this year. I don't remember a Jazz player. Carl Malone, obviously, is that guy that had a lot of poster dunks when he was a player. But to to, to compliment Lowry and saying that he finishes at the rim as well as Carl Malone, I mean, I'm serious. Mm-hmm. But people kind of yeah. fin- people kind of. You remember the first couple of years of Donovan's, maybe even his second and third year. We were like, man, this guy is unbelievable. He the way he rises up, and yeah. at some point, teams figured it out, right? Yeah. And then you're six foot one and getting in the middle of the lane, and then it's a lot harder. But there are there's so much more uh, ability for a guy who's seven foot and as long as he is. And it's crazy too because it's not just like, oh, a nice one hand flush. It's like no, there's no. some athleticism there, a crazy athleticism. And you're right. And Scott and I have talked about whether or not. And Locke brought it up with us last week. He was like, okay. What's the difference between a, a superstar and a star? And obviously, Lowry would fall in that that second category. I think we have to be careful of going. Wow, there's a dozen superstars in the league. That's not the case. Yeah. Um, but I think a guy like Lowry, this is his stride that he's in right now. And we were talking about developing guys. I think that you don't, you know, a guy like uh, Tht Taylor Horton Tucker. What what is he doing? Like, is he looking for a big contract at some point in the future yeah. somewhere else, or is he looking and going, "I want to be a part of this here"? Either way, it works. However, he's playing, right? For you, I mean, he looks older than he is. He's young, right? Yes, he's a really young player, and you're seeing his growth now that he's had more opportunities and more playing time recently. The injuries have forced him to play big minutes, and he has delivered. I've seen him get better and better just in the last two weeks playing basketball. So you're now all of a sudden you're looking at Taylor Horton Tucker and saying, okay, we got him in that trade with the Lakers, which was brilliant, by the way. Patrick Beverly for Taylor Horton Tucker and a pick. I mean, it's just crazy what they did there. Mm-hmm. Great move by the Jazz. Kind of a, one of those things that nobody talks about around the league, but then you're looking at it and you're like, oh, wow. Patrick Beverly was never going to play at the Jazz. But they got Taylor Horton Tucker, and now they're going to be able to see if he can actually develop. And we're watching him going, okay, now is he a piece for the future? And I am I'm being convinced that yes, he could be, absolutely. And now, does he want to be here? You, like you mentioned, Alex, there's a lot of details there we don't know. But you're looking at the talent. And you're like, okay, okay. And if he can become more consistent, which is I think the only thing lacking in his game right now right. is the consistency, because we've seen his explosiveness and things he's able to do. Um, he's just got to become more consistent. But you're you're learning and, and and you're you're gaining so much through this experience of watching some of these young players develop. And Taylor Horton Tucker is the latest example. Uh, of somebody who's taking advantage of this opportunity that's been given them this late in the season. And you're saying, well, this season's a waste? Absolutely not. You're seeing development of these players that are either part of your future or for those players, it's their, for their benefit, they're going to go somewhere else and, and their, their career's going to excel because of this season. Do you think when the Jazz made all these trades, do you think they said um, they they knew, like they, they go, we like their game. There's something about their game. We remember this about their game. And we'd like to get an up-close view of this. Or was it, we just want draft picks but and, and just throw in a couple of these players. and you know, Or, or were the Jazz specific about uh, who, who, they, who they picked up? Because I think almost all of these guys that they've picked up as part of these trades have been gems. I mean, yeah. I'm trying to think of who really hasn't, you know, been a gem for them. No, it's absolutely they get rid, a fair they got, point. They got rid of uh, 
Um, they got rid of Bolmero, and that was kind of a Bolmero. That was kind of it, right? Yeah, a guy he was like, throwing in the Rudy trade. Sure. I mean, you're for, completely going to forget that because you got Walker Kessler and all those picks. So whoopity do, right? You give a couple. But of isn't 10 that days how to, it normally is? Is most of the guys in trades are just kind of throwaways? Yeah, and they just, I mean, you're not, they're that, just not on your usually roster. Usually in trades, you just you're bringing in players to make the math work. And the Jazz actually brought in some players that perhaps were part of being making the math work, and they've worked out bigger than the math. So absolutely. I mean, you look at the way that the Jazz have done what they're doing, and, and to kind of answer your, your question, Scott, is I, I, I don't think it's by accident. I think, obviously, look, you know how it works. It's hit and miss, right? Some guys yeah. are going to develop. Some guys, you don't know. You don't. But you do. And I'm gonna. The, and the reason I say that is because I, I, I've, I've talked to Danny Ainge, and I've learned what he does. And he's either at a grandkid's practice or game, or he's watching tape. He watches hoop constantly. That's what he does. He is a basketball junkie, and he watches all this stuff over and over and over again. He's watching all the guys in the draft, prospects, not just guys in the in 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 the NCAA tournament, guys across you know overseas, guys in the G League, guys playing with the Ignite, Wembenyama, all these guys. He's watching them. So he knows who these pe- players are. He knew, trust me, him and Justin Zanuck knew who Talon Horton Tucker was. And they saw an opportunity to turn a veteran player that they didn't need on their roster and found a player that the Lakers didn't need anymore because the Lakers were trying to go to win a championship. So they found a match there to get a guy they liked that was young. They've been doing that all uh, the entire offseason and then into this season. They did it again at the All-Star break. I mean... To be able to do what they did by, you know, getting the first round pick from the Lakers was brilliant because, I mean, it was it, Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt are great players, but they weren't part of the long term plan, so you might as well get value out of it, right? So, I mean, that's I, to answer your question, you have it's not an exact science, but trust me, there's a lot of this was deliberate that the Jazz did. This is doing a lot of homework, a lot of study, and understanding the league and understanding trends and tendencies, and also Danny Ainge has been in this league. As a player, coach, as a media member, and as a general manager and as a president for 40 years. 40 plus, right? So he knows his stuff. I can't believe he didn't stay in the media longer. This is so much more of a fun job, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. It's like this guy well, does I, whatever he wants. He's too I, I smart think about, about yeah. basketball. Back when, when I played, and you, you guys would get drafted, and they come in, and you, you could tell in a very short period of time, that guy can play or he can't play. Yeah. And so... Uh, you know, being around basketball like he he's been, I'm sure he's been able to hone like that assessment of can this guy play? Can this, and and I'm sure it's from watching, observing, uh, like you said, the tape. And I'm sure he just makes whether it's mental notes or digital notes or in a book somewhere. And he probably has a book on every player in the NBA and says this is you know. And I'm sure it's by team by by position, and and that would be you know it's cool knowledge to have. You know, and, and it's probably why he's been very successful. Uh, let's move on to the NCAA tournament, which is one of the more fun things we get to watch in in uh, the last couple of years. There have been moments where we haven't had a team from the state of Utah. It stinks, right? It is the worst because at least you go, oh, we're watching this one. And I was just uh, – before I showed up to the station today, Utah State was the was the highest 10 over 7 pick that is in people's bracket now that doesn't mean that more people are picking utah state over missouri across the board because people just tend to lean toward the the, the higher seed anyway yeah. but uh 10-7 is a popular 
That's like a big upset city. I mean, between even like the 5 to 12, those teams seem very even across the board. How does Utah State go on to that round of 32 and maybe even sneak into the Sweet 16? Got to shoot well from three because Missouri is very bad at defending the three. So there's going to be opportunities to hit those shots. The shots they didn't make against San Diego State in that championship game, they got to make here. So that's number one thing. That's what Utah State does. They shoot the three really well. They shoot a 40% clip at the college level. It's outstanding. So they got to hit the threes. Ashworth, Funk, they've all got to knock down threes. The other thing they got to do is defend because you know what? Missouri's not going to. Really good. Well, but they Missouri both... is bad, 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 yes. bad. Like down in the, almost the 300 range, bad on defense in college basketball. So the opportunities are going to be there for the Utah State Aggies to score. Can they get the stops on the other end? that allows Utah State to go on those runs, kind of like they did against Boise State in the semifinals. Or was that a 91-80 game or something like well, that? It you, was high scoring. It yeah. was a grinder, and oh, no, they were struggling. And then all of a sudden, they got the stops, and they started hitting the shots in the second half. They flipped the game. They won the game. Mm-hmm. And that game probably put them over the top and pushed them forward out of the last four, four sure. in and got them in the tournament for sure. So they have that team has to show up, the team that hits the threes and can get stops and defend. If they can't shoot the ball, they're going to be one and done again. It would be 10 losses in a row for Utah State in the NCAA tournament. They haven't won a game in the NCAA tournament since 2001. That's wild. The, it, the, the drought needs to end, and this is a golden opportunity to do that. Now, Arizona probably sitting there in the second round. That doesn't look great. But just for the Aggies to win a first-round game, beat Missouri – as, an, as the 10 seed would be tremendous for the program moving forward. Houston picked the most to win the national championship in the yeah. brackets across the board right now. Their best players hurt. That's what I said. Arizona, the second uh, most picks uh, by folks. You would think, I mean, I think the, the performance by Kansas with a 20 point loss, although they didn't have Bill Self, who was in the hospital for uh, five minutes because of that. But um, it's just weird because conference tournaments don't always tell you the exact story. No, never across the board, and then you uh, you end up going, "Oh yeah, those those guys won the national championship last year for a reason." So, uh, lots going on this week. We're going to be on top of it. Um, I did. I did the. Uh, we're going to have to do later this week, maybe Jer- uh, yeah. Jeremiah. The the uh, mascot challenge. So <laughs> this is one that's harder for for Scott because he doesn't care what a catamount is. But these are ones that I feel like you're a little bit more on the same wavelength than I am, and you yeah. don't miss uh, some of these mascots. So that'd be uh, fun. Thanks for hanging out. Yeah, you got it. Uh, KSL KSL Sports live tonight uh, on the television. You'll be able to catch it and much more. JJ, thanks for being with you got us. Got it. Uh, we're going to jump out to the phone line here in a moment and uh, get to uh, Jeff Donovan. But one of the things too, as we uh, get you ready here, we're about nine minutes away from your Jazz pregame. Uh, versus the Miami Heat tonight in Miami. Early game, that means you're going to get an, uh, an early pregame, of course, as well uh, from uh, Jake Scott and Tim Lacombe, who are going to get you ready for that uh, that Heat matchup uh, with the with the Jazz. And so we'll see how this thing matches up with these guys. But I'm all sorts of excited for the uh, bracket. We're going to do the bracket challenge on kslsports.com. You can uh, jump on there, make your bracket. I think compete against uh, us, right? Isn't that what we're doing? Remember people compete yeah. against us? You're like, I don't care. <laughs> You're like, I don't care. I'll I love the, picking my brackets. That's why you want that's why you want my wife's bracket because you know that she may be uh Oh, I, I trust that kind of I know. intuition. It's yeah. like what color are they? What color is their yeah. team? Oh blue. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're look, gonna I'm win. I'm not that stupid. Thing. I'm I'm gonna look for every possible do what my kids do. to figure do out. Do what my yeah. kids do, be like, Hey, a tiger beats a cougar yes. all day long. 
A tiger beats a, tiger beats a, two, a well, cougar what, all day long. What is the mascot that beats everything? <clears throat> well, uh, that's a good point. That's a good yeah. point. I don't know. It's got to be a fryer. Just one of it's got to be something that's like based the, on based on having God on your rock side. The crushes right? the scissors. The scissors <laughs> cut the paper. The paper covers the rock. Yeah. It's, just, it's one never-ending cycle. Don't of, bet against like fryers and oh, gales. Yeah. Yeah. Anything with a religious undertone. Yeah. They've got God on their side. You know what? Well, and you, you could get that. a curse. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to uh, catch one of those. You don't want to catch a curse. You don't. All right. Uh, joining us real quickly for the final time here, Jeff Donovan from. Uh, Get your ERC refunds, uh, and you can get it. So, Jeff, uh, our last time here chatting with you today, how can people get their ERC refunds? Hey, the best way to do it is give me a call. The Employee Retention Credit Program is a refund. It's a payroll tax refund program, not a loan. And uh, business owners should contact me if they've had any type of supply chain disruption where they believe they could have done more business than they did because they were constrained in their supplies or the products they buy. Or if their business was shut down or had or industry was shut down, like the travel industry, hotels, restaurants, they were all had severe uh, capacity, reduction in capacity in hours and had social distancing requirements. They should give me a call because I can help them get lots of money, up to $26,000 per full-time employee, up to 500 employees. Uh, so basically any business uh, will will or potentially can – qualify for this like churches charter schools nonprofits. uh you just have to have what at least one employee yeah i just need to have some employees ideally w-2 employees and you know 10 20 30 plus employees up to 500 employees but as few as one or two employees but urgent care facilities assisted living mortuaries charter schools nonprofits. They all have the ability to qualify. Uh, so if somebody's listening right now, too, Jeff, I think something that maybe folks did was at the beginning of this program, there were a lot of folks, which this is a part of the CARES Act, and so this is uh, this is a payroll tax refund. This is not a loan, and maybe initially they didn't qualify for it, but some of the qualifications changed over time. So even those folks who didn't qualify before, they should be asking, too, right? Absolutely. In fact, some uh, businesses may have gotten employee retention credit, credit first couple quarters of 2020, but the program's been changed and modified so they can they can get uh, credits and refunds for the, uh, 2021, or even new even businesses that started after February 20th of 2020, or the business owner bought a business after February 20th, they can qualify under special qualifications of under a million dollars in sales, and they automatically qualify. Okay, supply chain issues or anything, really, if there was a partial or even a full shutdown, uh, 95% of businesses can get help from a guy like Jeff. And Jeff and his company, they're helping people out to recoup this money. Uh, Tell people how they can get a hold of you, Jeff, and what they have to do. Call me at 801-895-3777. I'm a local Utah resident. And I love doing business with Utah businesses, 801-895-3777. And if I don't answer, leave me a message. I promise I'll call you back. All right. Let me give that phone number out one more time. If you want to see if you can qualify, you and your business, uh, call your boss and say, see if we can get this thing going. 801-895-3777. That's 801-895-3777. Thanks, Jeff. We'll hang out with you another time, man. Thanks a lot, Alex. There you go. All right. Scott, we're wrapping it up here. So uh, we've got more uh, jazz coverage, of course, right now around the corner. Stay with us. Uh, You've got jazz heat. And then, of course, we'll be back again tomorrow right here on 97.5 The KSL Sports Zone. In the meantime, they're taking over right here on the Jazz Radio Network, 97.5 The KSL Sports Zone. I'm Dave Cauley. 
investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.